It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by our friends at Fetch Me Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. The weekend is here, and their hours are longer on Friday and Saturday evenings. They're open. They're in delivering until like 2 in the morning. So if you're in a state where you can't drive and don't need to leave your home or you just don't want to leave your home, use the free Fetch Me app. They're later than all the other delivery services in town, and they're, uh, the, the app is worth downloading. It has bailed me out several times. I'm Zach Blackerby. Michael Pappas. Hello, sir. Hey, Zach. How are you this morning? I'm good, man. You're like halfway through your day now. I made Michael wake up early and co-host Auburn Opelika this morning with me. He got here before 6 o'clock, so I appreciate that, man. That was fun. But the man of today's show, Riley Hubbard, joining us. Riley, what is your official title with Auburn Baseball? So with Auburn Baseball, I am the Player Development and Data Analyst Assistant. It's my official title. I know it's a little bit of a long title. But it's something I really enjoy every day, and I really appreciate the invitation to be on the Locked On Auburn podcast. Of course, man. Of course. Big fan of everything you're doing, and uh, you're, you're absolutely killing it. So let's talk about appreciate this Auburn it. baseball team. And, of course, I know you can't give us uh, everything, so I'm going to kind of ask broad questions so you can kind of cater the response to you know where you won't get in too much trouble with, with Coach Thompson no. and, and, and the guys. But before we jump into some of the returning guys, because Auburn's got a lot of returning talent, from the team that went to the College World Series a year ago. What's kind of the feel around practice with, with the, uh, the addition of, of Tim Hudson? I'll be honest, uh, feeling's really good, really good. Uh, obviously, Steve Smith, who was here for two and a half years, yeah. um, took the head coaching job at Tennessee Tech. He gave a ton to our program. He was really appreciate everything that he's done. But the addition of Coach Hudson, which kind of weird to say that now, but Coach Hudson has been yeah. awesome. Um, He's never really been a coach before, but the thing is, uh, I think everybody's in agreement that, you know, he just kind of has a natural knack for it. He's a guy that can pitch. He loves to just talk to guys. You know, he loves to just talk through mechanics, talk, uh, help guys out when they're on the mound. Really, really hands-on. I think he'll be an awesome addition to our program, and, you know, I've enjoyed working with him. He's really. one of those guys, a former Auburn athlete, this kind of transcended the sports world for Auburn. He's just an Auburn guy, mm-hmm. and so it's cool to see him in an active role back in the in, in a part of Auburn baseball. And he was a big part of everything they've done as far as you know helping provide certain things and, and yeah. all of that over the years. But man, it's awesome that he's officially on staff now. That's great. He's been a huge advocate of the program, and yeah. you know, he's one of those guys that he's just an Auburn guy. I'll just support Auburn no matter what. And don't forget, he's in a volunteer role as well. So he's doing this purely because he loves Auburn and yeah. he wants to help the program. That's cool. That's cool. So let's talk about some of the guys coming back. I mean, I know pitching is going to be a big thing mm-hmm. for any Butch Thompson-led team. That's kind of his bread and butter. Let's start with uh, with pitching. I know Tanner Burns, the headliner there. We talked a little bit about Jack Owen as well right. uh, a few weeks ago when you and I sat down and chit-chatted. So, yeah, take us through uh, take us through the returning guys that will be on the mound for Auburn this year. Well, the great thing about Auburn, um, as far as the starters are concerned, is – you have two guys, like you just said, Tanner Bones and Jack Owen, that are proven. Is that the definite guys. Friday, Saturday, you think? I mean, it's not It's not officially out there, but I would be very shocked if it was anyone other than Tanner Bones on Friday night and Jack Owen on Saturday night. Uh, Tanner Bones has been a very solid Friday night guy um, last season, 
and uh, Jack Owen even when Davis Daniel got injured, and even yeah. for a little bit, both Davis Daniel and Tanner Boone were injured. He came up huge and actually was a you know good fill-in uh, Friday Saturday guy, and he was a really solid. You know, just gave Auburn some really solid innings when they were low on the pitching depth because so many guys had gotten injured. And he's a guy that, and you could tell coaching, I mean, he got better throughout the year last he year. Did. Uh, sure he did. He was a true freshman last year, right? Or was he a sophomore? He was a sophomore last year. He was a sophomore year. last His year. His true okay. freshman year, he was a midweek starter. That's what I'm he thinking. he was really solid in that, in, uh, in that role as well. But I expect big thing from Jack Owen. Um, and Tanner Burns, this is his, his junior year, his draft-eligible year. Um, I, you know, obviously we don't know – what the season's going to hold, I'd be surprised if he came back for a senior year, sure. personally. Yeah. But this is his draft eligible year, really expecting you know, big things out of Tanner as well. He's done nothing but improve uh, as well. Last time Butch Thompson had his ace come back, Casey Mize, he was the it number one It worked out pick. well for him. I mean, do you think that that's kind of the ceiling with Tanner Burns? Oh, man. He, Tanner Burns is so talented. Um, you know, it's hard to put this guy's going to be number one on him, but – Man, I could definitely see a top ten pick in Tanner Bones. Sure, and who knows what the season holds to impress even more. But he is just such a talented guy. Um, like I said, we'll see the draft when it gets here. But for right now, you know, he's focused on being Auburn's Friday night guy. And I mean, for Auburn, what a you know, what, it's just so great to have somebody like Tanner that you can throw out there that you. He's know your anchor, exactly. and then you kind of build after that. It's like, all right, we know who our top guy is. Let's fill in the spots behind. Yeah, him. he's the anchor of your staff, and just a, just a tremendous guy that you can. Yeah, have. He seems like a cool to, dude. I don't know him personally or he anything. He is. But he is a great guy as well. Yeah, you can throw him out there on Friday. You know he can give you six to seven solid innings, and he'll compete the whole. All week. right, so we talked about the top two guys. Who are some returning guys that were maybe in the midweek role last year that could step up, or maybe in a middle relief role and could step up? I mean, mm-hmm. what what are you seeing there? Auburn is still looking for a Sunday guy. Um, right now. Uh, it's between. It's kind of between a few people, but I would expect Bailey Horn to really um, have a good shot at making that. Uh, the the big thing is the the spring inter squads don't start until Friday, um, so we haven't really gone through spring practice. However, um, oh excuse me, spring inter squads. However, Horn has looked really good. I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like Fitz, maybe even you know. Kind of Richard Fitz, yeah. Kind of tampering with maybe seeing if Cody Greenhill would be willing to move out of the closer role to Sunday. Auburn has so many options because they're so deep uh, in the pitching. In the pitching, well, role. you know, him, him moving from closer to a starter that's kind of generated some conversation on some Auburn message boards that I've mm-hmm. seen. If if Auburn is in the market now for a new closer, who is that? Great question, Zach. Okay, fair I mean, enough. <laughs> we, don't, we don't really know. Um, and, you know, it, it's very, very likely that Greenhill stays in as well as a closer because he's a guy that can, he can come in the seventh inning to close games. Does he care? Or is he just going to kind of do what people tell hey, him to do? He's The bull is ready whenever the, you want the bull to be ready. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, well, cool. Cool. And that's another thing for Auburn, to have Cody Greenhill back. I mean, what a solid arm with a lively fastball, somebody who can eat up a lot of innings in the back end of that bullpen. Um, that's huge for Auburn to have Burns, Owen, Horn, Greenhill, Richard, those guys back. Yeah. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
All right, let's talk about fielding. Let's talk about uh, as far as Auburn's offense. What are we uh, returning key guys that we're expecting to see big years from? Well, the big thing about Auburn, uh, when you look at them and the reason that so many people are so high on Auburn, I think, is because there's so many returners uh, in the field. All but two um, of last year's starting lineup are returning this season. Obviously, Edward Julian goes through the, through the draft as well as Will Holland. Other than shortstop and third base, everybody's back. Your entire outfield is back um, with Ward, Howard, Williams. In the so, SEC, that never happens, It does right? not. It doesn't Especially happen Especially a team often. that goes to the College World Series the year before. Right. It's, Man. It, it's going to be good for Auburn to have so many returners. Like I said, there are a few question marks. Um, it's likely that Bliss will move to shortstop. Obviously, it's not anything confirmed, but okay. he is playing short a good bit uh, in the fall, and I think he's looked really good there. He's really a shortstop by trade. So... Uh, I would not be surprised to see Bliss move over to shortstop. And what's um, the biggest difference? I mean, you say shortstop by trade, just as far as athletic. He, he's a guy who athletically plays shortstop. He played shortstop in high school. Okay, all right, that makes sense then. Mm-hmm. All right, what are some? Uh, so, I mean, as far as the leader of the outfield now, I mean, who 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 is that going to be going into this year? Well, like I said, you have Ward, Howell, and Williams coming back, so that's yeah. great to have. You know, all three outfielders returning. Stephen Williams had a little bit of sophomore slump last year, sure. and you hate to see that with a guy who's as much talent as him. But last postseason, that's something for him to definitely build on. Mm-hmm. He had an incredible postseason, showed a little bit of power in the fall as well. So I would expect Williams to really step up in the middle of that lineup. Now I expect Bliss to be a guy, maybe be a two guy, one or two guy in the lineup. He had over 370 in the fall as well. Yeah. So, as far as offense goes, I mean, is the batting order going to be pretty similar to what it was it'll, last year? It'll probably be similar. You'll see, um, you'll see most likely Wood leading off, you know, Bliss in probably the two-hole, Williams and Davis in the middle of that lineup somewhere, as well as Woley. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot of familiarity there. Um, and even though we do have to put a – or we do have to replace a couple of guys – it's a, it's a lineup that Auburn's familiar with, especially with, like I said, Williams and Davis in the middle of it. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's talk about replacing some of those guys. Who do you think steps up uh, as far as newcomers or as far as mm-hmm. reserve guys from a year ago to fill some of those holes? Yeah, like you said, I mean, even though it's a team with a lot of returners, there are a lot of newcomers that need to step up big this season. Um, like I said, moving the Bliss moves to shortstop, third base and second be open. Um, there's plenty of guys that can take that. Um, Brody Moore is a returner. Um, obviously, he's technically shortstop. He can play short or second, uh, just an infielder. But he's... He had a really good fall. I wouldn't be surprised to see him take one of those. Also, Garrett Farquhar um, might not be familiar with that name. He transferred from Sheldon State okay. uh, Community College. He had a really good fall. That's up in Tuscaloosa, think, right? Correct. Yeah. And I think he's a very impressive hitter. Um, I would not be surprised to see him in that lineup a good bit. Um, Tyler Miller is a JUCO transfer from East, um, East Mississippi Community College. Uh, we're not a team full of uh, JUCO transfers. I am just happened to to mention him yeah um he also we didn't see a lot of him from the fall he's a little bit banged up but this spring he is 100 percent will be playing in the spring inner squads i'm really excited to see what he can do at third 
Um, Mason Glue is a freshman from Coleyville, Texas. He played third base a lot in the fall, and I liked what I saw from him um, mm -hmm. as well. So a lot of decisions for Coach Thompson's uh, staff to make um, there. Uh, oh, don't forget Rankin Woolley, who played first for Auburn last season, is a third baseman by trade. Maybe early in the season um, you'll see some shaking up, trying to put Davis at first, Rankin at third just to experiment around with that lineup before conference play starts. And Coach Thompson has shown that he has no issue experimenting and moving guys no. around in the non-conference. Exactly, and that's what you do in the non-conference is you try to see what sticks. And I just mentioned all those guys, Moore, Farquhar, Miller, Greer. These are all extremely talented guys, phenomenal players, and Auburn just has to find that mix of what they like. How hard is it for a, a, an incoming true freshman to crack this lineup? I mean, it's always going to be tough with probably an SEC be roster, but I mean, this year especially for Auburn, holy yeah, cow! It's, it, it probably is difficult, but like I said, um, there's there's some very talented freshmen on this team. I wouldn't be surprised to see them take the reins. Um, where would where would that happen at? You think would it happen as far as the the pitching rotation? As far as them kind of getting some games? I would not see a freshman play in the pitching rotation. I could see a freshman being a midweek starter. Sure, sure. Uh, especially early on in the season because you're just trying to see who can take that starter role, mm -hmm. who belongs as a starter, who belongs as a bullpen guy. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the bullpen. There are some newcomers there that, you know, names that Auburn, Auburn fans are probably not familiar with, but they okay. need to keep an eye on. Drew Baker is a junior college transfer from Chipola. He has great – Chipola? Uh, C-H-I-P-O-L-A, Community College. I thought you were going to say Chipotle. I'm like, heck yeah. No, no he's not from Chipotle. little Chipotle action? <laughs> but no, he is an awesome fastball. Sits around 90-92. like um, I'd love a bowl, please. <laughs> Double stick. I'm sorry, Riley. Keep going. You're <laughs> good. You're good. I, I expect him to have some meaningful things out of the bullpen. Some people around here might be familiar with the name Jackson Reynolds. He played at Opelika High School. Yeah. He, Came in from Sheldon State this year, and he has he has great stuff. He's a guy who's got an awesome breaking ball. You know, I really expect to see him get some meaningful innings. Was that the kid who he committed somewhere and then like it didn't? What he a, didn't want to play what there. An interesting track for Jackson Reynolds. He committed to Southern Miss, decided to decommit, commit to Alabama, decided to decommit, committed to Texas A and M. Um, went there for the fall. Uh, did not stay through the fall. Ended up at Sheldon State. But, man, Auburn is very fortunate to to end up with – technically, as a junior college transfer, he never played at A&M. So, Auburn is very fortunate to, to land Jackson Reynolds because he's a very talented So, does that make him a sophomore? Yes. That's so interesting. Very. Okay. Well, cool. But um, also, there's some freshmen out of the bullpen. I would be expect to see possibly a midweek starter, maybe some meaningful innings. Uh, Mason Barnett's one comes to mind. He's from Cartersville, Georgia. Okay. Very lively fastball from him as well as a freshman. Um, I've been very impressed with what I've seen from him in the fall and the early spring throwing the batters. Also, Hayden Mullins is a left-handed arm. Um, a lot more lefties this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, you is, need that a, is that a Butch Thompson thing? I think that's just a baseball thing. You well, when he, when he got lefties. here, Auburn didn't have any lefties. It seems that's like true. that's true. We do have some great left-handed arms out of the bullpen. I mean, obviously Jack Owen is a starter. Left-handed yeah. Bailey Horn possibly is a starter. Um, Mid-inning guy is a left great left-hander. Sure. Hayden Mullins, like I said, will from Franklin, Tennessee. He will, he's a solid lefty that will probably eat up some innings as well. Um, and, and you can't forget about Garrett Wade. Garrett Wade's been there a couple of years now. He's a yeah. junior. He's a great left-handed arm to have with a great breaking ball too. I mean, I can go on and on about how much talent's on this team. And man, I'm just excited, excited to see these returners 
some of these newcomers I just mentioned really show the Auburn faithful that they can be an integral part of this team because they, they definitely will. Um, another freshman I do want to mention sure. uh, before we move on, Nathan Lulu from uh, McGill Tulin. Okay. I think is going to be a very big thing because he's a great hitter, and Matt Scheffler started like almost every single game last year. He did not get a break. I would not be super surprised to see maybe Scheffler two days, maybe Scheffler Friday, Saturday, and Lulu Sunday. Give them a break. Yeah. And that, you know, that does a whole lot more than people probably think. Did you uh, did you call a game that he was involved in ever? I was, yes. So, <laughs> I so. at Auburn High School, his senior year, he came. Oh, excuse me, his junior year, my senior year, he came. Uh, McGill Tulin played the first round. No, the, I'm sorry, the second round of the um, AHSAA baseball championship in Auburn. Auburn took that took that series two to one. I still remember it. You probably called uh, Reynolds' game too. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. I That's started fun. a game that he started against Brooks Fuller, which is funny. Because they're now on the same team, I think that was. Oh man, my memory's slipping. That, that might have been a two. That might have been a two nothing game, like a really really close yeah. game. It was a great pitching matchup to watch. Have you talked about that with them? That's funny. Oh yeah, I brought it up in front of them. It is funny. That's cool. It is funny. That's me? cool. So we read uh, a few weeks ago. I think Auburn was like number eight in perfect game. Mm-hmm. We read the press release that the athletic department put out there, and we were looking at it. And it's like cool. Auburn's eight, but they're like fifth in the SEC. I mean, that just shows how loaded the. The conference is. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're listing all these names, you're listing all this depth, you're listing all this firepower and these arms, but it's everywhere in the conference. Right. You know, I've had a lot of folks ask, say, are we still like middle of the pack in the SEC? And I'd say, no, this is a team that could definitely compete in the SEC. But you're right. I mean, D1 baseball has given us a lot of love, uh, Baseball America as well. Sure. Um, I saw USA Today uh, ranks in the top 10, um, I believe, on Thursday. You know, SEC, I don't care who you are, you really can't make an argument any other way. The SEC is, you know, far and away the best conference in college baseball, and we're extremely blessed to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, be a part of such an awesome conference. But, man, the non-conference is where you figure some stuff out, and then once conference play starts, it truly is a dogfight every week. Yeah. You know, there's no weeks off in the SEC, no matter who you're playing. Um, some teams that come to mind, obviously Mississippi State, they're always relevant. I mean, right. when's the last time Mississippi State was not relevant? Even though they lost Jake Mangum, Elijah McNamee, they'll still be a contender. Sure. They still got, you know, Jordan Foskey, Jordan West, Westbrook, or excuse me, Justin Foskey, Jordan Westbrook in the middle of that lineup. And Auburn High native himself, uh, Rowdy Jordan, has really, he's really been a, a big part of that team. Mm-hmm. Even though he's an infielder by trade, they already had um, the middle infield kind of clogged up. They did put him in, in, in the outfield just because they needed that bat. Yeah. Um, he can but hit, too, man. He absolutely can. Mississippi State will definitely be there as usual. Arkansas just got a brand-new, beautiful facility. I don't know if you saw that outside of Baum Stadium. Yeah, it's crazy. As they put so much money into baseball, it's hard to not be good at it. They've, yeah. uh, they've always had an awesome team, and no, no exception this year. Kentucky and LSU, they're going to be up They'll there, be right? very good. LSU, you know, even with, again, even with losing Antoine Duplantis, one of the greatest college hitters, um, you know, recent times, Still an awesome team. This is a great pitching staff. And, you know, last season the pitching staff was led by Cole Henry and Landon Marceau, hard to believe, two freshmen um, being the Friday and Saturday guys for LSU. And they were nothing short of incredible last year. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see, especially Landon Marceau. I think he's a great talent. Does LSU come to Auburn this year? Yes. 
That's I'm good. Always, so I mean, it seems like every I don't have the schedule. In front it seems of me, like every time Auburn goes to Baton Rouge, it's always not fun to watch. <laughs> Last season, uh, Auburn did go to LSU, and you know, looking back at it, if Auburn doesn't win Sunday, it's hard to see what the what the postseason even looks like. That yeah. really, I mean, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, LSU will be the last um, series of the of the of the season before the SC tournament at home. But um, like I said, it's crazy just how the playoff works. Auburn's a team that you know made, was on the fence of even getting in, ended up making a run. Yeah, but yeah, LSU with those two guys will be. <laughs> That'll be a tough pitching staff on Friday, Saturday for sure. Right. Those, two, those two guys with a U of experience under their belt. Um, you know, don't forget uh, Devin Fontenot is incredible. He might be a closer this year for them. Yeah, Riley, um, we're, Riley, we're about out of time. Kay. The the first uh, the first matchup, the first series happens Valentine's Day. That's weekend. right. Hey, February fourteenth, and then a doubleheader on the fifteenth against the University of Illinois Chicago. So, I'm so count down the days. Yeah, so if you don't have a Valentine, you can go watch. Probably Tanner Burns pitch, and you can fall in yes. love with his arm. Yeah, that's true. It'll most likely be uh, most likely be Jacob Key versus Tanner Burns on Friday, um, February fourteenth. Even if you do have a Valentine, Zach, yep, bring your Valentine out to the. Uh, to I'll do the it. Ballpark. I'll do it. Yes, before, Michael. Before raising you, your hand and everything. Yeah, before you wrap up, I do have a little bit of football news. Okay. While we we're on the show, I saw on Twitter Mel Kiper Jr. released his first uh, NFL mock draft. Where'd Derek Brown go? Derek Brown was number seven. Seven? That's lower than I was expecting. To who? Guess who was no- Carolina. Guess who was number 32? Marlon? Noah Igbenogany. Hey. Let's go. My guy. I think. I didn't actually read the mock draft. I saw some because it's on ESPN Plus. And, oh, don't you know. pay for that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Don't pay for that. But someone stuff. quote tweeted it and said, Derek at seven, Iggy at 32. And I don't know who else Iggy could be. And it was an Auburn person. That's awesome. That, that, yeah, that's, that's so got to be him. I used my powers of deduction to deem that Noah Igbenogany. Is that what you get when you get your master's degree? Is you can figure stuff out that out? Sure. You're awesome, man. Thanks. You're awesome, too, Zach. Sweet. Riley, you're awesome, too. I, I just learned a lot that, about Michael. baseball. So You know, I, I felt like I was talking a little bit too fast, but I wanted to get it all in. There's a lot to say about this team. Well, Bud, we uh, we look forward to uh, to watching Auburn baseball this year, and we're going to try to get Coach Thompson in, um, yeah, closer to the the start of the season. Talk, so talk we're to pumped somebody, about that. Talk to somebody who knows actually knows something, man. Don't talk to somebody like me. If you don't know <laughs> something, you faked it incredibly well. That's Riley Hubbard, folks. What's your title again? I'm a player development and data analyst assistant at Auburn Baseball. That's a mouthful, but it's really important. Michael <laughs> Pappas, where can people find you and hear you, bud? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato, and uh, I'm doing a live show 3 p.m. on ESPN 1067's Twitter account. Love it. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.